0: This is audio lessons for the Financial Planning Certification Exam. This is Part 1, Principles of Financial Planning, Regulations, and Conduct. Lesson 4. If you decide to take the test to become a financial planner, in order to take the test, you have to agree to certain rules of conduct and ethical procedures. And once you agree to that then as a result, the board of the Financial Planning Authority can discipline you. So let's go through some of the issues which may arise which can bring disciplinary actions or outright suspending your certification. A couple of the big ones are if you lied on your application. If any information that you used to apply to take the test for certification turns out to be false, then you can easily be called up and your certification taken away, even if you pass the exam. When you sign up to take the exam, you certify that everything you state on the application is accurate. If later on the board finds that anything you stated was inaccurate, that probably would lead to a disciplinary hearing and probably a revocation of your certification if you pass the exam. The other big one is if you violate the standards of ethics or the standards of conduct. So let's go over what the procedure would be if a disciplinary action is brought against you. First of all, you are going to get a written notice, and I assume it's going to be by regular mail. It might be by email. But basically stating the allegations and the grounds for a possible sanction. At that point in time, you will have the opportunity to present your side of the case. You can call witnesses. You may have a lawyer present if you want, and you can call anybody that you can get to come to the hearing and plead on your behalf. Once that occurs, then the board will render a written decision, and then you have the right to appeal that decision. The decision could be a private censure. It could be a suspension of your certification and also a suspension of your right to use the trademark images of the certification. It could be a temporary ban. It could be a temporary or permanent ban in your efforts to achieve a certification. If there's a public sanction, then it will be published on the board's website. So let's say that you are charged with some sort of felony. It might be a financial felony and you are a certified planner. You are required to notify the board within 30 days of that charge. And if you're convicted, you also have to notify the board within 30 days. But if you're simply arrested and not charged or convicted, that does not require a written notice to the board. Let's say that they have suspended your certification you can ask or petition that that be reinstated once you've demonstrated fitness for the certification. You may petition reinstatement, but that is not guaranteed. It will go before the board and they'll make a decision on whether you are allowed to be reinstated. If you observe another financial planner who is certified breaking the rules of ethics or standards of the board you are required to report that planner and vice versa. So you might be called up for somebody reporting you for not living up to the standards and procedures of the board, of your certification. And that can lead to the disciplinary action and the hearing and everything that may occur after that. So, what are issues which may arise that can bring you to the attention of the board? If you violate the rules of conduct or the code of ethics, and these could include not meeting with the practice standards of your certification. Any crime you commit may bring you to the attention of the board. An act of omission that violates criminal laws could bring you up for examination. If the board sends you a request for information, if you fail to respond to that, that may lead to an investigation and a hearing. And again, one of the big ones, a false or misleading statement on your application can easily bring you up for a disciplinary hearing and probably an elimination of you to be able to even get your certification. If you are terminated by your employer, if you work for a broker-dealer, for example, and they terminate you for cause, that would definitely lead to a hearing and probably lead to a termination of your certification. Any complaints to the board can lead to a hearing. And if you self-disclose information about yourself that you find was incorrect in your application, that could lead to a hearing as well. Customer complaints can lead to a hearing. Misdemeanor convictions, felony convictions for nonviolent crimes can lead to hearings. And again, like I said, employer investigations or terminations. Even if your employer investigates you for misconduct, that needs to be reported and that could lead to a hearing. If you file for bankruptcy, that needs to be reported and that would lead to a hearing and possibly a revocation of your certification. If you have a federal tax lien, That may lead to a hearing and a revocation of your certification. Civil judgments can also lead to that. If you are sued in civil court and found liable, that may lead to a hearing and revocation of your certification. So here's the procedure again. An investigation, then you will receive a written complaint with the allegations, then you will have a hearing. Again, you have the right to counsel, and the hearing is going to be before your peers. Then you will have an opportunity to argue your case, witnesses, documents, etc. Then the board will give a written order of their decision, and then you have a right to appeal that decision. After you've appealed, then their decision becomes permanent. If they revoke your certification, you've appealed it, and they still revoke it, then that becomes permanent. Or whatever disciplinary action they choose, that becomes permanent after an appeal, if you choose to appeal. So let's delve into the possible sanctions the board might decide. If it finds that there is a conflict of interest, it will probably be a public censure. If you are convicted of forgery, there will be a suspension for at least one year and one day. If it's fraud involving your professional activities, it's going to be a suspension for at least one year and one day. If you say to a client that you are a financial planner and then you don't provide financial planning services for that client, it will be a public censure. If you have inappropriate relationships with the client, it would be a public censure. If you don't pay back a bank loan, it's going to be a private censure. If you don't engage with the client with a written financial planning agreement, If it's just all verbal, then that would be a public censure. Remember, you have to have a written financial planning agreement. If the board requests information or gives you a notice of investigation and you don't respond, that would be a private censure. If it is deceit, misrepresentation, or fraud, then the penalty will vary depending on the outcome of the hearing. If you violate your employer's policies, that would be a private censure. If you do not act as a fiduciary in your client's best interest, that would be a public censure. If you do not disclose information to the board, that would be a private censure. If you fail to disclose to your client in writing certain items such as a conflict of interest, If you only do that verbally and not in writing, that could lead to a public censure. If you file for a bankruptcy, that would be a public censure. If you have two or more personal or business bankruptcies, that would be a revocation of your certification. If you don't keep accurate books and records, that would be a private censure. If you borrowed from a client... And again, this is a client that is not in the business of lending money. That would be a public censure. If you breach a contract, that may or may not be a public or private censure. If you breach your fiduciary responsibility to your client, that would lead to a suspension of one year and one day of your certification. If you commingle your funds with that of your client's, That can also lead to a one-year and one-day suspension. Let's say you don't continue with your continuing education. You have a violation of your continuing education requirements. That would be a private censure. If you are convicted and the conviction involves a jail sentence of a violation within the last 10 years of a felony or misdemeanor involving fraud or what they might call moral turpitude, and again, it results in a jail sentence, then you would have your certification suspended for at least one year and one day. If you were convicted within the last 10 years of a felony or misdemeanor or crimes of moral turpitude, not involving jail time, but you are given a probation, that would result in a public censure. If you're not doing your due diligence in your research and recommendations to your client, that would be a private censure. If you loan money to a client, that may result in a public censure. If you have a misdemeanor where you were convicted, that would probably result in a private censure. If you make a recommendation that violates the suitability requirements for a client, that could result in a suspension for one year. If you have a securities law violation, that would result in a public censure and possibly more. Let's say you use the trademark of the certification inappropriately, that would result in a public censure. If you get involved in a Ponzi scheme, that's going to result in a revocation. If you are practicing without a professional license, that would result in a public censure. If you lose a financial professional license, such as your registered securities license or the Series 7 license or the Series 65 license or any one of the financial professional licenses, that would lead to a revocation of your certification. Let's say you're an attorney and you lose your license to practice as an attorney. That would probably result in a revocation unless it didn't involve anything of a financial nature. And that would also apply to, say, a real estate license or any other non-financial professional license. You are required to report to the board certain items, and if you fail to timely report certain items to the board in a timely manner, and if you fail to timely report those items then that may result in a public censure. But there are mitigating circumstances such as you may be ill or logistically you may not be able to make that report. This is sort of a gray area, but again, basically the failure to timely report information to the board, which you are required to report, could lead to a public censure. All right, let's do a summary of what we've been talking about on this lesson. The board has several sanctions. They could include a private censure, a public censure, a suspension of the certification and the license to use the trademark of the certification, a permanent or temporary ban on your ability to obtain a certification. How does the board learn of a misconduct from complaints to the board? Self-disclosure by yourself. If you find you have violated rules and ethics, then you need to report yourself. And also background checks on you. Items that require that you write a written notice to the board. Any felonies or misdemeanors. Any findings of a regulatory body. Any lawsuits filed against you or arbitration alleging professional misconduct regulatory investigations, lawsuits or arbitration alleging professional misconduct, any findings of dishonest conduct, any termination by an employer, customer complaints, your bankruptcy, any federal tax liens, also non-federal tax liens and civil judgments against you, any lawsuit or arbitration, which is claiming dishonest conduct? Any of those need to be reported to the board, and the enforcement process again. It's an investigation, a written complaint that gives you notice of the allegations, the hearing, and your right to a lawyer or counsel. You are allowed to present documents, witnesses, and arguments, and then the board gives a written order with the decision, and then your right to appeal within. 30 days. How many days do you have to give notice to the board when you are required to give notice to the board? 30 days. But there are mitigating circumstances that may affect that date. So when you apply to take your certifications, the board can either admit you or deny you. And the denial may be as a result of failure to reveal information about yourself, your lack of knowledge, which is needed to take the examination, your lack of meeting the requirements for taking the examination. So that is going to finish up this lesson. Best of luck in your studies.